Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It's Ann Duffy, and I am welcoming you to the Just Do It podcast. I have a very, very special guest today, a great friend. We go way back. Um, we have very similar strengths, so we just get along like two sisters that uh, from different mothers. Way back. <laughs> and she is here to uh, tell us a little bit about her latest adventure. Before we get started, let me tell you about my guest today, Miss Jamie Marbo. She has 35 years experience in the dental arena. And she is there to work for you at your next meeting. Jamie brings the clear systems and protocols for transforming the hygiene department into a thriving part of the business that serves both patients and practice through high quality service and profitability. Audience benefit from Jamie's passion for teaching and her wide range of clinical, academic, and in the trenches experience. Dental teams benefit from her personalized coaching solutions, which help them become complete, high-performing teams using hygiene as a practice backbone and their practice management software as the tool to improve efficiency while decreasing headaches. Jamie's comprehensive background and experience coupled with her enthusiasm and passion for dentistry make her an excellent choice for organizations looking to boost morale and increase practice productivity and patient care. You are amazing, Jamie Marble. Welcome to the Just Do It podcast. Oh, thank you, Anne. I am so honored to be here and I'm so excited. And yes, we you're my sister from another mister <laughs> and another mother, but uh, I just love you. And so thank you for having me on. Well, you are so welcome. It's so funny because we were talking, I read your, your bio. So I know you are in like an amazing hygienist and have been working um, with Inspired Hygiene for a long time. And now you're out on your own and you're doing your own thing and you, you're engaged and you've got your life going and it's exciting and all these good things, all this happiness is coming around to you. And I think there is a time when you just decide you want to make your decisions, do your own thing. And all that experience that you've had um, working with this, um, you know, other amazing women in dentistry has brought you to this point. Um, and so then a couple of weeks ago, we were talking and you have moved from Idaho mm -hmm. all the way down to Florida, to your dream of being close to the ocean. Yes. And so this is how this all came about. You started to talk a little bit about what you did to get ready for the move. And I thought that's a great podcast because we all need to learn from a master, somebody that's that's done it before. And so what what do you want to call this podcast title? Well, it comes from a movie that I saw twice now, but it 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 the idea came to me when I told you when I was packing, which I called purging um, to move cross country. Um, but the movie is called The Art of Racing in the Rain. It's actually a book that was written by Garth Stein. And it's an amazing book. Um, I've seen the movie. I've heard, I've read so many great things about the book, but they turned it into a movie, which was exceptional, exceptional. So I decided that based on my life challenges and my things that I have gone through when I was doing that huge move of years of just packing things away and storing things it became more of a um 
a, a thought of that, how do we purge better? How do we purge in this movie? I happened to see it right around the same time for the second time. And the first time I saw it, I thought it was this great, great story about a dog, the perspective of his, his um, owner's life through the thoughts of the dog, the pet. And so, you know, it's a, you laugh, it's a tearjerker for sure. I highly recommend you see it. But when I saw it the second time, I was going through this, this purging stage in my life. So that's how it came out. So the topic for me is the art of purging in the rain. Purging in the rain. Well, I just, I love that because I think all of us, if we get to a certain point in our lives, you know, I say people can come to my house. I love your welcome here, but don't open a closet door because something's going to fall out and hit you in the head. Yes. Like, and it, it, it is a drain. And it, and I think it's got to be so freeing uh, to be able to, to do that. And, and, you know, sometimes we don't want to do it and we're forced to do it. And then the goodness comes from it, but let's, mm -hmm. let's, you, you gave me a couple of questions. I can't wait to hear your answers because you, you, my, one of the first ones I want to ask you is what do you think your pet would suggest you purge in your life in order to be happier, more satisfied and healthier if your pet could talk? Yeah. Now that is your so question. So I can't wait for you to answer it. Well, let, can I go back just a little bit yeah. to lead up to this? So um, in 2006, I had um, just been through a failed 20-year marriage. Um, I had also gone in the last six months prior or after that to a, what I called a mulligan marriage because I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't know if you, would, if you play golf at all, but those golfers out there know what a mulligan means and you say it doesn't count. So um, I went through a, a, which I had no business in jumping into another relationship after 20, 22 years with the same person and didn't even know myself at the time. Um, after that failed mulligan, um, I had decided that I had three beautiful children and I had my two youngest were daughters and they were um, 14 and seven at the time. So I thought, you know, we need to get a lap dog. We needed to get a cute little dog. So that when they're with me half the time, they have a dog here. When they're back at their father's house, they have the dog that they were raised with, you know, as children. So I put the word out and I had a little Chihuahua who was already a year and a half old that was gifted to me through a friend who was having construction done at their house. So this little Chihuahua had already been through her own life experiences in a year and a half, locked in a room while they were construction workers. And I don't think she was treated very well. And she definitely didn't have, you know, a lot of um, comfort and nurturing and stuff like that. So I took her on. And at first she was just, you know, a little bit skeptical of anything and everyone. She was very timid. But now fast forward to 16 years after that, um, Chica is my 18 year old now, um, Chihuahua. And she's been through everything with me, everything. And so when I said, like I mentioned a minute ago, when I watched the movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain, the second time, I was in the middle of a big move. And I just started to think about the things I, I watched that movie through the eyes of what would my dog tell me if she could? What would she say about the choices I have made? You know, um, she had been through... Um, moving um, to six or seven different homes. Um, maybe, maybe it was five or six, but she, a lot of homes. She had me on the road. I was on the road traveling almost every week 
for years, for 10 years at least. So she had went through a gazillion, you know, pet sitters, <laughs> you know. Um, I had a, a son that was playing football. So she'd be in the car traveling with me, but she'd been through a lot. She'd been through, a, a, of course. She, she was your buddy. She was, and she'd been through relationships, horrible relationships, I'm sure. So when I watched this the first time and I was in a happy place, but I was going through boxes of, of junk. I was going through boxes from my mom passing, boxes from my dad passing, um, boxes from my failed marriage, um, things that from my, my kid's childhood, you know, as a parent. And they were still considered children basically at the same time. And things from my childhood, and even from a relationship I had where my um, significant other had, had passed away from a heart attack, I had those kind of things to go through. And here I was picking up and moving. And as I was going through these boxes, Anne, this movie I had just seen kind of, I looked at it through a different set of lenses and, and, and everything. I was just like, I wonder what Chica would have told me if she could. And so it brings me to this point where I'm going, you know, I've made some poor choices. I have had some triumphs. I've had some peaks and valleys, right? But I just wondered, I wish so bad that my my Chica, my Chihuahua, 18 years old, and yes, she can't see as well. She can't play as hard as she used to. She can't jump up on the couch anymore, you know, but she still can walk with me every day and she can still jump around and chase a squirrel for a certain extent, you know? So she's still there. And so that's what kind of just to back up on what brought me to the art of, of purging in the rain, because there's a couple of quotes that they said in the movie that I really paid attention to. And um, one of them was, you know, um, no race was ever won in the first corner, but a lot of races were lost in the first turn or corner. And so I've kind of thinking about that. So that's kind of a, a more, the question I sent you and the thoughts on this is, you know, what corners have we told ourselves that it, it, we lost? Mm. You know, it's just, it was the first corner, but we, our first try. And so I would say kind of to revamp that, what would my dog say to me about a first corner where I actually felt like I lost instantly, right? And I could say my marriage, I could say um, my first try at being a consultant before I went to go work with Inspired Hygiene. I could say, you know, raising my children after the divorce. But then when I look at the end result with the flag, the finish line, which we know it's never over, there's another race to be had. Um, I can honestly tell you that it's more like, you know what? Yeah. I had a first marriage that didn't work for try. I gave it everything I could. He made mistakes. He made mistakes, you know, but you recorrect, you correct. And you, you know, you keep your eye on, on the road. You keep your eye on the target and the goal. So I would say, you know, what would my pet tell me? And I would like you guys to ask if your pet could talk to you, what he or she would say to you. And probably my pet would say, don't give up. Mm. Try the next corner. Keep your eye on the racetrack. You know, um, there's another corner around the bend. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the saying, um, life is a is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's a really 
well, that just rings so true with you, Jamie, because you keep your eye on the prize, right? And it's okay. You're going to, it doesn't really matter what brings you down is as long as you get back up and you know that that that's the, that's the key. And sometimes yeah. we need a little help to do that. Luckily that you have that little chihuahua uh, mm-hmm. to yeah. you by your side and yes. um, inspire you to, well, what did she do? Like, what did you throw away or not throw away purge? What do you think she would say though? Purging um, was well, a lot of it would be my thoughts. Okay. So that's the first thing. It's that little story or that little that we all talk about, you know, but a lot of it was that. And so I would pick up an item. Let's just say it was a baby book. And maybe my thoughts were that I wasn't a very good parent after the divorce. I could have done better. And then I would pick up that baby book and I'd look at those things, their childhood, their 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 um, awards, their pictures with me on their triumphs and stuff. And I I would get rid of that. I was a good parent. I was the best parent I could under the circumstances in the rain. Mm, I love you know? that. And and that the 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 tangible thing that I was looking at at, at the time was a reminder of that I was. I was a good parent and I am a good parent. Have I made mistakes? Yes. But I had to get rid of that thought. I had to get rid of that song in my head. And so the pictures that meant something to me are the items that meant something to me. I took a picture of the items I thought would maybe make a, make mean something to my kids. I put them in piles and then I let them decide what they wanted to keep. And it's amazing. If I had a box, if I had five boxes, I had one child that kept almost everything, but my other two were like, I've got the memory, you know, or take a picture of it and send me the picture, mom. I don't need it. I don't need it. And you were a good mom and you are a good mom. Oh, and I think that is so beautiful. I, 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 as, as speaking as a mom myself, I mean, I do look back and there are times when I'm like, God, I wish I would have done this. If I only would have said that, maybe they would have, it would have resonated if I could have just yeah. been the super mom, then you, but then in the scheme of things and the marathon that we run as parents, you know, your kids, you know, I feel like we have won that race because somebody said to me a long time ago, and it was, it was in a downtime for me with, with raising, you know, teenagers at one point. And they said, you know, God gave you these kids for a reason because he knew you would be the best mom for them. Mm-hmm. And so I do think I know very few moms that just didn't do the very best they could with the, with whatever they had. Yeah. Um, and I think that's gotta be good enough and to purge those old thoughts um, that, you know, I, I could have done better. I should have done better. You know, no, we did our best. And I, and I love mm-hmm. that you kind of, it's like coming out of the ashes, right? Like I'm okay. Um, yes. And then they hear the validation from your kids, you know, and I know they love you and they know that you did the, the best. And as they become adults and live their lives, they realize, you know, how well you did with the hardships that you were given and the the, the lemons you were given and um, and how you always had love. You know, you're just all all full of love. And, um, you know, that that's got to be comforting. But it's it did now did, the, did those thoughts come back or did you purge them for good? Do you feel like you really got rid of them? You know, I, I, it's a process, you know, mm-hmm. um, I just moved, did this in less than six months, you know, this big purge. Um, so 
It's a process. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my children last night that had had stopped to see one of our other um, kids. And, you know, and there were some things, some bumps and bruises that in that conversation that, but I handle it better. I don't take it on. I didn't lose sleep over it. I thought about it. I thought, what could I have done differently? Or what can I do now? And, um, you know, one of the things, one of the quotes in the movie is, or in the book too, is that a good um, race car driver never looks towards the future and never looks towards the back. They look at the present at what they're faced with right now. And I think that what I look at right now, because I can't, the, the future we know is not promised to us, but what I can say right now is that um, I'm not going to be able to do it all over again, but I can be a different parent. I can be, um, I can handle things different. I can have different conversations with you based on where I'm at right now. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's what I'd say, but yes, it's a work in progress, but I can tell you by being at a place in my life where I'm feeling more abundant and confident that I know that I can handle the rain differently mm-hmm. today, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think that comes with um, a little bit of age and then just also, you know, realizing, you know, loving yourself, being in a loving relationship helps, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is good to live in the present. I mean, I yeah. think we, we you know, like life's a marathon, but I don't have this big goal, like where I'm going to be, you know, 20 years from now. I'm just like, I do, I do love living in the present and, and like smelling the roses and seeing, you know, seeing the beauty of spring popping. And um, and we talked about that too. You need a little time to do that, right? You have to gift yourself the time yeah. to be able to see those little things, to be able to read. Well, you just mentioned it about, you just read the last edition of Do Life cover to cover, and you haven't had time to do that in the years past. So, right. um, and that's a gift. It's a gift to yourself. It is. And um, I just love that when you said that on Coffee Chat yesterday, it meant so much to me that you you got so much out of it. Um, by reading it cover, we always say read it cover to cover, but now you have to go back and share time and, you know, get them online and read them. And and you have to share some of your favorite stories and then reach out to the authors that have written them, Jamie, because, you know, you are a big sister to a lot of young women coming into the do community. You've, you've lived it. Thank you. That's a privilege. Thank you. Yeah. And you're, and you're doing it again. I mean, I, I, the, the lightness in you and the, and the joy that you find and, and um, helping your clients. Uh, there's so much that we could talk about. We have to talk a, a little bit more about uh, the strengths that you just brought to your last client, which I love that too. But I mean, what is what what is one goal, dream I or item and item that you desire to have succeed at? You desire to have succeed, but you feel that all odds are against you. What would that be? You have to purge that, by the way. Yes, you have to purge that. And so um, another line in the movie that I wrote down was how no one knows the curves that life will throw you, but a great driver knows how to create their own conditions. And the rain is simply just rain once you understand your own conditions. And so with, with that question, I would probably or thought that I would say is for me, um, 
you know, it started out with being a consultant on my own and then working for Spired Hygiene. I'll just be a consultant. I'm not going to speak. I don't ever want to speak. Right. And then all of a sudden I become a speaker. And when I, at a blink of an eye, I'm speaking at the Hinman in front of 850 people in the grand ballroom. Right. And then I'm thinking I'll never be a writer. I, you know, and I had to write little things, you know, certain little things. And now, and now I think that I purged enough items that I have the confidence to write a book. And that's one of the things that I love about do and the fellowship that we have there is that, you know, we might be 200 strong. I mean, I don't know how many we have in do, but we're, let's just say we're 200 strong. And, but there are other women out there that will look towards us because we're getting the strength from within. And then we can bring, like you just said, that I might be a, a sister to some of the newer dues. Um, but I think that my goal to write a book is not it now is a, is a attainable goal where I would say, eh, you know, I got, you, eh, maybe, ah, you know, I'm just not a writer, but you know, it's really, truly a tangible goal. And so through purging a lot of my things and I had to go through a lot of my work stuff, I had to purge, I was purging inspired hygiene things. I used to be an Eagle soft trainer for Patterson. I was purging that I was, you know what I mean? I was purging things, looking at things that I did. Um, you know, when I say purge, you know, and the definition of purge is getting rid of things, <clears throat> becoming healthy and be getting, getting rid of, let me see, I wrote it down. The act of getting rid of something unwanted, harmful, or evil. Dejunking involves a gradual purging of all the stuff you don't need. And then another definition is to make clean. Mm. So I had kept all these things and they weren't serving me. And, 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 and when I was going through them, just going back to the writing thing, I thought, man, I have been through, I've, I have learned a lot. I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of things through mistakes and through trainings and through, you know, different clients oh, yeah. and what they yeah. went through and, you know, all this stuff. And I thought I really can write a book. I really can. And I, I pitched to you my, one of my topics and I pitched it to um, a good, good friend named Noel. And I pitched it to our good friend, you know, a lot of people anyways. So I just, and they're all like, of course you can do this. Of course you can do this. So I would just say, if you have a goal, if you have something that you think you can do, purge the things that are telling you in your mind and in your space that you can't do it. Create that space where you can. And for me, my space is my, in my new home in, in Florida, I created a, I, I never had a space and now I created this, this office and it's my space. Dave, I told him, I said, when we get a bigger house and we have a fourth bedroom, you get to have your man cave. But right now I need my, my office and my space. So, um, yeah. So I think that just, that's probably the other, the other part of what you just asked Yeah. I think that's so key is it's, it's really, you've had just a, a total mind shift mindset shift, Jamie, mm -hmm. in the fact that looking at all of those things that you've accomplished and you have done, it's like all of a sudden you're like, you know, I, I, I really have, I've got something here. Yeah. I finally was doing this. Yeah. You were so, just, sometimes you're so busy doing, you don't yeah. have a chance to like sit back and say, what have I done? And I've done this. And this is like, I've written this. Yeah. I have enough for a book. I have it all up in my head. And now I see it in you. It's like, it's easy. It feels to me like you're in this flow to use something, a, a word, Catherine, I tell. I tell, yep, in the flow. 
I'm definitely in the flow. Yeah, you're you're in the flow. And so you got started with this and I think you're going to take it to fruition, the art of purging in the rain. And that is something that um, I think will evolve and get richer and richer. Have you started to write um, chapters yet? Have you started that process? I haven't started chapters. I right now I'm I'm just for for lack of the opposite of purging, I'm barfing it onto paper right now. <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. They say yeah. get all these. Yeah, I guess it isn't the opposite. It's actually the negative term of purging. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just writing things down, writing things down. I'm cutting and pasting, and I'm just I'm blocking off um and only an hour a week, and right. right now because I've got other commitments to clients and things like that. And um, so right now, because my goal isn't to, my goal isn't necessarily next this year, you know, it isn't like by the end of the year, I know we have to have goals, but um, one of the things that our good friend, Mark LeBlanc taught me in one of his courses or a couple of his courses is that consistency, consistency will always win over commitment. Mm. So if I commit to writing a book by the end of 2023, if, but if I'm not consistent in my practices of getting there, I won't get there. So mm -hmm. my consistency right now is to write, to take one hour every single week and write something down about, you know, and my, and what I want my book to be about is not, I want it. I'm hoping that it, it can reach people who have had, you know, tough times, you know, um, who have had valleys that, that they didn't know that they could get out of. And I'm hoping that you can take it on as a personal, from a personal level. And also it can be related to your professional level, whether it's dentistry or race car driving, I don't care. But, um, you know, when I was doing this, this strength finders, a, a very interesting thing happened with the, the doctor. And when we were going through her top five strengths and she was talking about something, each one of them, we, I gave him a chance to talk about, what do you think about the balcony? what do you think of the basements like that? And when we got to one of her um, strengths, um, she met, told, related a story that I thought was so apropos to share here is that because one of her strengths, um, the, the, the basement of it was that she would accomplish something. So the example she used was that she spoke at a study group, her and another lady, and they spoke at a study group on, let's just say it was sleep apnea. I don't remember the topic. And um, she was nervous, but they delivered all of these great information, this information when they were done behind the scenes, she said to the, her partner that she was sharing this with at the study club, she said, you know, we really didn't nail that, did we? And she says, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait. She goes, we just got done. I want us to, to value the blue ribbon. She said, we have a blue ribbon. They were engaged. They were asking questions. You know, it, it wasn't like we were deaf ears. They weren't on their phones. They were listening. They were, they were really engaged. So she said, before you think you can do better next time, she goes, I want you to enjoy the blue ribbon right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it was a big thing to her. It was like an eye opening, you know, thing to her. And she said to her team, she said, I have not allowed you to enjoy our triumphs. I'm always ready for the next goal. Okay, we did we produced this much this month, you know, or this year, whatever. Next, we're going to produce this next year. And she goes, I've never really taken the time to help us all celebrate our blue ribbons. And I am going to change that. Wow, that's beautiful. That is so I'm hoping the book will help with some things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure they will because when you speak, you speak from the heart. 
And you're not really, you're not afraid. I mean, you spoke at our retreat and it was just so poignant and I think touched so many lives on strengths. And then now, you know, you're bringing strengths to the dental office. And so for those of you that aren't familiar with strength finders, that was a goal for do is to bring strength finders and knowing yourself, what you're really, you know, it's a validation of what you're good at. And that must've been achiever because achiever is one of those goals that you just can't, you, you achieve a goal and you got to get another goal and you got to get another goal. So to understand that balcony with the good stuff, because we need achievers in the world and the basement of like, it's never, you know, we're never done. We're never done. We got to, mm-hmm. we can't celebrate the blue ribbons. Boy, that is really, that is so cool to realize at this point in her life and this point in her leadership of her practice, because it could be all over 20 years from now and she would never have noticed that. And that is what you bring to the table, Jamie, is your valleys, how you got out of them, and also um, how to make the best of what you have and purge the negative and stay positive and look at the road that you're on, not necessarily where you're going, but just enjoy the moment that we're in right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have to have goals. That's not, that's not the bit of it, but I really think in order to achieve anything in life, we have to purge the negativity and we have to purge the things that aren't, aren't serving us well, as we all say. But I really think that if, if I were to suggest, if I were to leave with this last thought, how do I get started with purging? Right. That's probably, how do I get started? Well, when I was going through my really dark phase in life, really dark, um, the first thing I had to do is I had to find somebody that I could purge to mm. and they didn't have to do anything but listen. And I just had to get it out. And I know my little Chica was sitting right there when I was purging to my sister. Um, and then, then now what? Now I know I've been in this dark place. Now what? I started with the smallest little thing. It is something starting my morning off with something positive. And I, you know, it could be, um, something that makes you laugh, you know, it could be your, your favorite quotes or something that bring you joy. It could be a podcast that's, that's a couple of minutes, but I, I work really hard now on not starting my day without some positivity before I start my day. So that was just one step, you know, um, now it's listening to podcasts while I'm walking my dog, my walking Chica and I'm walking, um, uh, Dave's dog. Coda who's sitting right by me. And, you know, so it's little things. You don't have to go snap your fingers and now I'm not in that dark place. It took me years to get out of that dark place. Mm-hmm. It really did. It took me a good two, three years. And I think that that is the best advice I can give as to what I went through um, to get out of that deep, dark, dark. Just start small, small, and, and can be consistent with that. And so- be consistent be consistent with that yeah. because nobody wants to be in that dark place and, yeah. and you, you it's know, scary. And then no, noticing it, how this was purging. Are you just like feeling so great? You move into a new place and you don't have all this stuff that was holding you back. Oh my gosh. Yes. We, we've lived here three months now and we have a bunch of stuff back at Dave. Dave has this big, he has this ranch and it's got 10 acres. And he has this big, huge shop. He calls it. It's not a shop. It's like a mini mall anyways. <laughs> And so much of my stuff is in there, like, like dressers and things like that. But we've been living in this 1500 square foot house that we're renting 
we're not, we keep saying to each other, we're not missing anything. I said, let's just go take a match to the shop. Let's just go take a match. We don't need anything. We've got everything we want right here. That is, I had a good friend whose house just burnt down to the ground, you know? And I just think how, how is she making it? And there's things, of course, there's things that none of us would want to lose, you know, would never want to lose memory things of our parents and our childhood. I can't even imagine going through what she went through. So I'm not saying that taking it lightly, like take a match to it, but I just, I think that less is more. And we really undervalue that statement. Less is more, less is more. Well, Jamie, you're just, you are, you are more than, than I can ever dream for to have on this podcast today. And I'm so glad we could talk about this uh, purging. I'm going to go do a little purging this weekend. I really am. I, I feel like I need to get rid of some things that are just like, I open the door and it just makes me, it doesn't bring me joy. And no. so do that and, and keep cognizant of the mindset to purge mm-hmm. those, those thoughts that, that don't serve me and don't serve others. Exactly. And if continue to, to reach out and be, be part of our do community. We're like almost 500 now strong here, Jamie. Ah, I knew it had to be more, but I didn't know for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, it's just, you know, good people are finding good people. We say good dues, find good dues. And you know, we found each other years and years ago and we haven't let go since. So, oh. um, and I am so grateful for what you bring and any ladies out there that are entrepreneurs or not in dentistry, honestly, it, this is the group to join. If you have an open mindset to leaning in and, and allowing the flow to happen, you will come back, go away from every meeting with any do at the retreat we're on our coffee hours or podcasts. You're going to go back a different person, a better person. I pr- I promise you. I know I have, oh and I thank God. you. For, I thank you for that, Anne, so oh much. Jamie, you're part you of it. it. Thank you so much because, you know, again, it, it isn't me. It's it's all of you that bring that love and abundance um, to the table. So, I love if you, Jamie. You build it, they will come, and you built it like the movie. Oh, you build, build of dreams. You built it, honey. If you build it, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. So how does anybody get in touch with you? Because first of all, just so you know, uh, wrapping this up here, the, the, uh, if you want Jamie to come into your dental office and change the mindset around, uh, she's got some tools in her toolkit that are absolutely amazing. The story that you told, uh, we're going to have another podcast on that. And Jamie, how do they get in touch with you? Well, they can get a hold of me at Marbo, M-A-R-B-O-E, and then DC, like dog cat, stands for dental consulting. So Marbo DC at Gmail or Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at jamiemarbo.com. And of course, you can get a hold of me if you if you need my number. I'm, I'm happy if you message me or you friend me on Facebook, I will absolutely give you my phone number. You are, you are so generous with your heart, your mind, your soul. So thank you, Jamie, for being with us today. And everybody that's listening to us, everybody say, hey, keep doing you. Yes. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Anne. All right. We'll see you next time. See you on the road. All right. Uh Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Anne Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.